Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. And Heavenly Father, I'm mindful of the words of St. Francis and his prayer. Lord, make me, make us an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, might we, might I sow love, 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 love everyone always. Lord, that's what we're all about. I pray that the Spirit of God would do the work of God in us today. Have your way in us, Lord. May the people of God today that are tuning in, may we look, smell, and become more like Jesus. We pray in your name, amen. You know, 2021, here we are. We are in it. We're all in. And we are so deeply committed to helping our community of faith become more like Jesus. And there's lots of ways that uh, we do that. And if you look on our website, there are so many on-ramps and opportunities for growth. There's groups to connect to. Uh, there's Zoom groups. There's small groups, life groups. Uh, and I just want to encourage you, if you're not in the know, if you're like, I'm lost, I don't know what's going on, if you would just email us simply at hello at oceanhills.org and, and request to get on the email list. That's where we are funneling and channeling all our communications. And uh, if somehow you're not getting them, let us know so you're in the know so you can jump in. Just so many great things. I'll just do a shameless plug. I'm launching... Uh, we're calling it a Rev It Up Dig In Bible Study on the Book of James for six weeks, and it's beginning on Tuesday. It's at lunchtime, just for 30 minutes from 12 to 12.30. Would love to see you on that call. Uh, one of the uh, New Testament scholars who's a friend of mine, Dr. David Nystrom, has written a commentary on the Book of James. And uh, I called him, emailed him, and asked him if he would uh, jump in on one of the Zooms. So he will be jumping in on one of those five or six weeks and uh, sharing some wisdom with us. So you don't want to miss out on that as well. So we're going to worship God together through uh, music and through singing. It's just good to be together, even in this way. I miss seeing you in person. But let's seek God's face together and uh, lift up our voices wherever you are as you're tuning in this morning. Let's worship God. Ocean Hills, it's so good to be with you, even though I'm not really with you, but I know that you're listening from where you are in your homes, or maybe you're on a walk or in the car, and it's been so long since we have been together. And little did we know, last March, that there were going to be nine full months of this, and we are still in it. And I know that there have been a lot of life events that have happened over these nine months that we've missed in each other's lives. 
babies that have been born, and also deaths that have happened. And one of those deaths is my dear sweet mama who went to be with Jesus on Sunday, actually, of this last week. And in the end, it was a blessing because she had a long, slow decline. It was a blessing that she let go. But we are grieving. And I know that so many of you have been through so many things that we haven't been able to be together with. And I am just anxious for that to happen again. And I was thinking about how we feel like so much time has been lost. But it's actually not the time that has been lost. It's what we wanted to do with that time. And as I think back over this last year, I'm reminded of that beautiful poem, Footprints, that many of you know. And it's when a man is walking along the beach and he's looking back over his life. And he notices that there are two sets of footprints except for when he is going through a difficult time. And then there's only one set of footprints. So he wonders where God was during those times, and he asks the Lord. And God says, that was the time that I was carrying you. And it's just this beautiful poem. But I saw this meme just a couple of weeks ago that I think exemplifies where we're at right now with footprints. And you can see on the screen on the left, God, Jesus, actually has his arm around the man saying, it was in the difficult moments that I carried you. And then the next frame, I think, is where we're at going into 2021. He says, the long groove is where I dragged you kicking and screaming. And I think that that's how we feel at this point. We are done, but we're not done. And I remember the Mona Lisa meme that was going around at the beginning of COVID. And I feel like those four stages of quarantine are so true. And they illustrate so well what we went through. I think at first it was a little bit novel and we were posting things, selfies and videos. And then after a while, we kind of landed where that third square is. And that is where we've stayed. I don't know about you, but I just feel like, when are we gonna be out of this? And as I said, we do feel like time has been lost because what we wanted to do with the time was lost. So many plans didn't happen. So many events happened differently than we wanted. But the time itself was not lost the time was still given to us. And the verses that I wanna look at in Isaiah 40, which is what we're looking at as a church, I think speak to this, how we use our time, which is so limited. And we don't always get to choose what that time looks like, but we always get to choose what we do with that time. And I know Jono introduced Isaiah 40 last week and he gave a little uh, background in Isaiah in the first 39 chapters and said that a lot of what happens in those chapters is really despairing, which is true. But there are threads of hope. In fact, in those first chapters is where we hear the prophecy of Jesus, that unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Many of you know Handel's Messiah. 
and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Prince of Peace, and all of these great visions of hope of this Messiah that's going to come. But around those verses is a lot of despair. And then we come to Isaiah 40, which is the comfort uh, chapter. And, and Jono did such a great job introducing it last week. And so I want to turn now to verses 6 through 8 and continue in this look in Isaiah 40. And here's what it says. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely people are like grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. So if you know me, you know that I love to unpack the words of the verses that I'm given to preach. And that's what I want to do. And I'm hoping that God will use whatever he wants to to speak to you wherever you are right now. And the first thing that we notice is that it says, a voice says, cry out. Presumably God speaking to Isaiah. And Isaiah, he says, and I said, what shall I cry? So I don't know about you, but we kind of wait with bated breath. What is God first going to say to Isaiah? What are the first words that he wants him to say to the people? And the first words are, all people are like grass. Now, I don't know about you, but that feels like a pretty despairing thing to say to people. Hey, you know what? You're all like grass. You are all temporary. It is not going to last. Your life is not going to last. You're all going to die, is basically what Isaiah is told to preach. And that sounds like despairing news, but in a way, it's important news for us to think about all the time. Because sometimes life feels so long. It feels endless. It feels like we have all the time in the world. And I will say that COVID has had a lot of those moments where life has felt too long. And those moments happen when you have a baby and you have to be on 24-7. Those days feel so long. Or you have a teenager living in your home, especially during COVID. Those days can feel so long. But then the baby grows up and the teenager leaves your home and suddenly you look back and you go, what happened? and life feels so short. And that's why it's so important that we take the time we have, whatever that time looks like, and live it well. And so Isaiah goes on to hear from God this, all people are like grass, and then he says, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. You know, I was thinking about people's glory and how so often we look at either political leaders or we look at heads of companies or we look at maybe actors and actresses or influencers on social media and we see their glory and it looks so big and so huge and then time passes 
and eventually all the glory of their lives fades. Sometimes it implodes, but other times we just say, you know, I wonder whatever happened to this person or that person. Sometimes even within their lifetime, but certainly after they die. And I think what God is asking Isaiah to say to the people is, you are like grass and your glory is like the flowers in the field. It looks beautiful, but it's only for a time. And that is what Isaiah says next. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. And we know, and I just experienced this last week, that once breath is taken away, this life is over. And it happens in a flash. And it seems to go quicker as you get older. And so we need to look at the time we have and live it the best we can. And then God says to Isaiah, but even though the grass withers and the flowers fall, here's one thing that stays forever, the word of our God. God's word. So of course we think of that as the Bible. But you know what else we have to think of that as? Is Jesus. Jesus is called God's word. In fact, that was one of the passages that we looked at at the 12 days of Christmas, those great meditations. And that is something we look at every Christmas, and it's in John 1. And this is what it says. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's how John 1 opens. And then in verse 14, after Jesus is introduced, it says, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling upon us, among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So what John does there is he says, in the beginning was the Word, and everybody knew what the Word was, and this is the Word, but the Word was also Jesus. And here in Isaiah 40, we hear that this Word will last forever. It's the only thing that will last. Everybody else's stories fade away. You might make a huge impact and be a great flower in the field, but one day we are all going to fade away. And the only thing that lasts is the story of the Word, the story of Jesus, and the part that we played in that story. And even over Christmas, we were celebrating all the different parts of the people and, and what they played around the birth of Jesus. Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the kings and the drummer boy and all the people that came. And everybody had a part. But the star was Jesus. And even though he only lived 33 years on this planet, people still today know who he is. He is still impacting people. He is still changing lives. He is the greatest influencer there ever was. And whether people use his name to swear or whether they use his name to pray, his name is still with us. And that is because he is still alive. And we all know that. 
that he came, that he was born, that he died, and that he was resurrected, and that through his spirit, he lives today. And so we can be a part of that story. And so what I want to think about here at the end of this reflection is what does that mean for us? Okay, so Mary and Joseph and all the people that played a part in Jesus' life while he was here, that's great. But how do we play a part in that story now if Jesus still is alive? And I was thinking about during COVID how the time that we were given was not the time we chose, but it was what was given to us. And we have to somehow trust that in that time, God had a plan for us. He had what he wanted us to do in that time, and it was right in front of us. And there are two examples from scripture that I want to give you that hopefully will encourage you as you think about this as we still are in this COVID time. And the first is the story of Ruth, because Ruth did something that a lot of us have had to do over these last nine months. Ruth made a decision in a very dark time in her life to care for the person who was in front of her. She lost her husband and she lost her father-in-law and her brother-in-law. All the men of their household died and it was a tragic time. And Ruth made the decision to care for her mother-in-law because she knew being an older woman that she would need care. And I know there are many people out there who have made some tough decisions, who have made sacrifices to care for people that are vulnerable right now. And that's what Ruth did. And you guys, what's so amazing about this story is that Ruth just made the decision to care for her mother-in-law. In fact, the verse that is in Ruth 1, and you can read the story, actually is used in weddings because she makes such a big commitment to her mother-in-law. She says, where you go, I will go, and your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Don't tell me to go away from you. I am going to be with you. I'm going to take care of you. And she did. And do you know that if you look in Matthew 1, that because Ruth made that decision, she ended up being one of five women in the genealogy of Jesus. She was part of Jesus' story because she made that decision with the limited circumstances that she had, the dark circumstances that she had, she made a choice to love. And for some of you, you are making that choice right now. And I know for others of you, you're saying, well, Lori, I would love to have someone to love, but I've been alone all this time and it has been so hard. And I can imagine, I was single for a long time. And some of you are, are doing this season alone and it's been dark. And so the story that I have for you is a story from the New Testament of Paul. Because Paul, as great as he was and as incredible a ministry as he had in the book of Acts, visiting churches and so many people were coming to know the Lord through him, he spent a lot of time in prison. And in prison, he just figured that other people were speaking on his behalf. But he looked around that prison cell all alone. And he said, what can I do? Well, I can write letters. I'll write letters to encourage the churches because that's all I can do right now. And then eventually I'll get out and I'll be able to visit them. 
And what Paul couldn't have known is that the letters that he was writing to those churches while he was in prison became half the New Testament. So Paul arguably had his greatest ministry while he was in prison. And I wonder if that's happening right now, that even though this time hasn't been what we've chosen, it's the time that God has chosen for us, and He is doing things that we maybe don't know or can't see. And all we can do is look at our circumstances and make the best decision we can. And that comes from realizing that all people are like grass, and their glory is like the flowers of the field, but the word of the Lord is what stands forever. And so every decision you make to love, every decision you make to encourage, every decision you make to participate in what God is doing in this world, no matter how limited your circumstances feel, is being a part of God's story. And that will outlive you. And so may we have the grace and the strength to keep doing those little small decisions that all of us are doing right now. And one day, hopefully very soon, we will be together again and celebrate what God did during this time. So God bless you, my friends. I cannot wait to see you. Hey, thank you, Lori. You are such a gift to our church community. What a great communicator. And thank you for that word of encouragement. Uh, so much to think about and, and kind of sift in and chew on. And I hope that, 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 that Lori's message this morning will prompt you to have some spiritual conversations with uh, your family, friends, uh, coworkers. Uh, let's keep the conversation going. That's how growth happens. And just a reminder, uh, last week, Pastor Jono challenged us to read Isaiah 40 every day. I've been doing that, and man, it's just reminding me how big God is, how good God is. I wanna just, it's never too late to jump in. Just beginning today, just sit down with the scriptures and open it up to Isaiah chapter 40 and just slowly read through that chapter of scripture. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that your heart feels encouraged and recharged spiritually. And at Ocean Hills, we like to say, God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. He is so much better than you think. Have a great, great day. Prepare the way for the Lord. Oh, I'm, I just screwed up. <laughs> That's not my verse. Oh, no. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.